You sisters know that my skin has been glowing lately, and I'm here to tell you my secret. Oak Essentials. You've heard us talk about their line of luxurious products before, and we're so excited to have them as a sponsor of OK Sister Podcast because now you can join in on the glowy goodness. You know Oak Essentials is legit because it was created by none other than our favorite brand ever, Jenny Kane. Oak Essentials is known for its simple approach to self-care with a lineup of foundational skincare staples made with high-quality ingredients that drive results. It aims to unlock healthy, glowing skin with decadent and hydrating ingredients that give you a luxe, dewy glow. I won't shut up about the Moisture Rich Balm. It's a nutrient-rich balm that supports collagen production and delivers serious hydration for a luminous glow. And a luminous glow indeed. The way my skin feels like butter after applying this balm. This balm will make you never want to wear makeup again. And you can apply generously during your night routine to lock in moisture as you dream. It's the definition of beauty sleep. Treat yourself or someone else this season. You sisters will get 15% off and a free organic honey-based restorative mask with their first order. Oh my God, what a deal. When you use code OKSIS15 at checkout. That's right. 15% off plus a gift with your first order at O-A-K-E-S-S-E-N-T-I-A-L-S.com. Promo code OKSIS15, OKAYSIS15. Go ahead and treat yourself. From luxurious skincare to meaningful self care, you deserve it. Welcome to OKSIS. We are two cultural observers and curious minds who happen to be related. I'm Scout. And I'm Maddie. Get ready for some serious sororal energy as we chat about and comment on one another's current fixation of the week. Ready, Ready, sisters? Hello and welcome back to OK Sis. Oh, hello, 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 Mads. What's up, Scout? Not much. It is our 100th episode, which is really insane. I cannot believe we have had 100 of these conversations together. Yeah, and if you are noticing a weird situation with the audio, it is because Mads and I are not together for this recording and we are doing this amateur-wise remotely. Totally amateur Uh, We apologize for the quality suffering as a result, but nevertheless, it is our 100th episode, so we just, you know, needed to deliver the content. And we haven't skipped a week in this entire, since the origin of OKSIS. Yeah, we actually have never skipped a week, but let's talk about why we're not together, Mads. Um, So last weekend, I went to Mammoth with my in-laws for a vacation, and it was great and fun and beautiful and fun. And then I came home on Monday, and all of a sudden, I was, you know, it was like 7.30 p.m., and I started to not feel so great, mm. and um, started to get a little dizzy, a little nauseous, and then what happened was I puked all night. Oy vey. And I uh, was awake. I probably slept an hour or two that night, just puking my brains out, lots of puke, and But nevertheless, I said, you know what? I got to get to LA. I got to record a podcast. And then I got to go to New Mexico with Mads. So what did I do? I drove to LA and I spent the night in LA and woke up ready to go to New Mexico where we were supposed to be together to record this. And I was dry heaving all morning. So I drove back to San Diego. We hate that for you, Scout. We hate the sickness for you. It let me tell you, um, I started crying the other day. Yeah, it's very unfortunate. Your presence is definitely missed here. Um, we're here in New Mexico for one of our cousin's weddings, and the whole fam is, you know, back on it. Their bullshit is, is the easiest way to say it. Yeah, I'm so pissed I'm not there. And everyone's like, I'll send you pictures and I'll keep you updated. But honestly, it makes me feel more left out seeing all the photos of you guys like drinking at the ski slopes and doing the après ski situation because I know you're not getting on those slopes, Mads. Oh, hell no. So all of our cousins, which I just didn't really realize, uh, they are huge ski people. And uh, Scout and I are not. Um, have I? Have we ever told the story of the the one time we've been skiing, our family tried to ski? Uh, there was a few times, and I walked away. Okay, so let's just recap that story. So our family is 
I wouldn't say we are the athletic type. Like we don't go on trips like this where it's like a ski trip and that's, you know, the, the, the majority of the time you're doing something active. That's just like not really our family's vibe. So we, one time we're just like, you know what, let's try it out. Like everyone loves skiing. We have a family friend that has a house in Big Bear. Like, let's do it. Let's see what the hype is about. Um, it ended up where we went up the ski slope to eat at a restaurant at the top of the mountain. And then, uh, I didn't realize that you had to ski down the mountain post, uh, oh, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't go on that one because I, I knew that I had to ski down. So I stayed behind. Yeah. We are so petrified of this, uh, quote unquote activity called skiing. And so I being the brat that I was just refused. And I started walking down the mountain and um, I started crying and the ski mobile had to come rescue me. And that was the last and the one and only and last time I will ever step foot on a mountain of snow. See, I have done it a few times, failed. I've only done, I've only snowboarded once successfully, which was a few years ago with my in-laws and I actually did pretty good, but I have literally been skiing and snowboarding maybe five or six times in my life and have failed every single time. I went, you're going to laugh at me so hard. I don't even think you know what this is, but I went on SWAT, which is the trashiest of trashiest high school, like vacations. I remember that. Yeah, it's like spring break to Mexico, but you go, I don't even know where it was, somewhere in, somewhere where it was snowing and everyone just drinks the entire time. But then we, for some reason, decided to go snowboarding. We, I had like no friends on this. Okay. Like there was like five of us and we just stayed in our room the whole time. And we went snowboarding and our friend told us to get on the wrong lift and it took us to the medium mountain instead of the bunny slope or whatever. And, and there was a blizzard starting. So there was like, it was snowing. And I could not get down the mountain. And so I took the snowboard off my feet or whatever. You unbuckle your boots. And I walked back up and I said, I need someone to, to you know, sled me down. And like, we don't sled people down unless you're hurt. And I looked at him and I'm like, oh, I just broke my arm. And he's like, no, you didn't. And I'm like, want to fucking bet? And he's like, fine. And so he brought this sled guy and sled me and my friend down. Well, that sounds fun. So everyone was skiing yesterday, and um, obviously I met them for the opera ski because that's um, the only part that I, you know, would like to participate in. And it was this beautiful restaurant overlooking the mountain, and everyone skied to it, had a beer, and then skied down to the rest, and then obviously we drove back. Um, but what a delight. Very beautiful. Love the cold. I love being in sweaters, as everyone knows. It's my, like – the state of being at which I wish to uh, be at at all times. We're not very summery people. Like I like it. I like to be cozy and bundled up. So that was a that was a win. That was a win for me. And I'm gonna say I'm not really into the cold pair lately since I was just a mammoth. I just feel like you can't really look cute. You know, like you got this huge ugly puffer jacket on, and your feet are freezing, and you can't like dress up in the cold. Oh There's God. no, you know what I mean? I thrive in the cold. I am wearing a cute little crap little sweater. And I also, I run hot, so I don't need to wear like a full parka. Like I understand if it was super cold, but I just, you know, you like the little beanie. It's a whole vibe and I, I, I'm into it. Okay. Well, that's good for you. Yeah. I guess you've always liked that. Like what's it called? Eggnog shit and whatever. <laughs> what's it called? Eggnog shit. <laughs> Yeah, I'm a co- I'm like I'm always trying to be in a state of perpetual coziness and that's just um it's who I am. It's on my it's my brand, sorry. Yeah, well I really miss you, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I mean I, we haven't seen each other. We we're supposed to podcast this whole week. We we're going to do a whole, you know, content stream, but it you know what life happens, Scout, and we are just, you know, we are right. we are just doing our best. And you're praying for me. Oh, we're yeah, we're definitely praying for you. Even though I'm much better now. Thank God. Um, okay, so let's do housekeeping real quick because honestly, when I listen back to our episodes, the housekeeping really bothers me, but we gotta say it. So just so everybody knows, this is all in the link in our bio and it is also all in the show notes. We have a secret Facebook group, okay sisters. We have a newsletter, sign up on our website, okaysispodcast.com. We have a website 
We have, oh, merch with Girl Gang the Label. Uh, you can get a sweatsuit and joggers that say support your sisters. And you can rate, verse, what is it again? Rate, review. Rate, rate, rate review. Woohoo! No, I think it's Ray. No. Ray. No, it's subscribe. No. You know, we need to write this down because it's like we need to write it down. Every time we have no idea what it is. But regardless, go to the Apple podcast, search OK Sis, and leave us a review. We read all of them. Yeah. And if you know someone that you think would like OK Sis, please share the podcast with one of your friends. It means literally the world to us. Yes. Um, okay, so the format for this episode, it's going to be a little loose. Fixing up. I know, but I'm just giving them, you know, the outline so people know what to yeah. expect. Um, okay. We're going to do a fix me up on gratitude because everyone knows we're gratitude whores over here at OK Sis. We love the expression of gratitude. And uh, we're going to go through what we're currently grateful for at the moment, as well as a little bit of psychology around gratitude and why it is beneficial to express it. And um, yeah, it'll just be like a little reflection and little sisterly chit chat time for our hundredth episode. Holy shit. Um, So do you want me to give you like the whole surprise thing that I wanted to share with you right now? Because I know you're dying to know. Uh, Yeah. You want to do that before current fixations? Yeah. Okay. Let me do it right now. Hold on. I'm really scared. Okay. So and Mads knows that I can check this out if, if you know, she wants me to. So as you know, I keep a journal every single year. I usually feel like one a year. And I was going through my old journals, and I found my first journal from ninth grade. And in there, I wrote down a, like an entry that you, Mads, literally gave me your notebook and said, read this entry. And so I read it and I copied it. What? Wait, I'm confused. What? You gave me your notebook when I was in ninth grade. And you said, I want you to read this entry that I wrote. I then wrote down that entry into my notebook. Oh my God, I'm so embarrassed. I I, kind of know what this is. And then I wrote you one back. Oh God. So I'm going to read this. Don't say anything until I'm done. I am mortified. Okay. Okay. So this is what you wrote to me. Scout. She's the best sister anyone could have. And I mean that. I just wish I could tell her. I love her. That's the thing. I have a problem. I'm not comfortable hugging, kissing people or saying nice things or I love you. I wish so hard someday I could show her. Our relationship is strong, but we don't talk about things. I had read her yearbook and look on MySpace to find out things about her. I talked to my mom about it, but I wish I could find the courage to say something. I'm just not mature enough, and everyone knows me only because of her, and most people like her better. She is a sweetheart, and I want to be that, because if I have more, but because I have more of an attitude and temper than her. She's nice to everyone. I want to be like that. I try to be nice to everyone I see and know but somehow she clicks to everyone's friendship. I wish she knew how much I care about her. I make things exaggerated that she does so I can make her look like she's sometimes mean because it's true, but everything she does, I want to do. I copy her in everything. If it's putting only one earphone in my ear to talking like her, I copied her style. I copied her way of learning, her way of writing, her way of music and dance, her way of Broadway, her way of privacy, her way of writing in a notebook like this. Everything my life is, is hers in a smaller version. I just love the way she does things, but don't worry. In ways, we are completely opposite. I sing. I like reading different types of book books. I read slower than her. I have different. I have a different body. We like different foods. We have different MySpaces. I haven't kissed anyone. I haven't gotten my period. I have curlier hair now that she got her perm and much more. She's a role model, though, and that's a perfect word. Maybe writing all of this will build up my courage, and I do hope so because it breaks my heart, and I don't know why. My sister taught me everything I already know, and can life be more perfect? Sisters, my goal these days is to always look put together when I leave the house. Nothing over the top or super dressed up or anything like that. I just want to look put together and feel good about what I'm wearing in an effortless yet refined way. 
when I look at my closet every single morning and think about what I can wear that is chic and intentional, I usually end up grabbing one of my Jenny Kane sweaters and I always end up loving the way I look and the way I feel in them. You all know, sisters, that when I envision my highest self, I am wearing Jenny Kane. Their sweaters are the quintessential must-have item. I cannot stop wearing my Marina set. I throw it on and immediately feel like I'm in a Nancy Myers movie, like I could just walk on the beach in Santa Barbara. It is the coastal grandma aesthetic. My favorite Jenny Kane sweater right now is their everyday sweater in taupe. This is the definition of a staple that every woman must have in their wardrobe. Sisters, trust me on this one. I wear it with leggings, oversized jeans, and a little kitten heel or a silk maxi skirt. Legit, Mads and I are so obsessed with wearing our Johnny Kane sweaters that we've literally shown up both wearing the same sweater once, the white alpaca cocoon crew neck, which is this deliciously oversized sweater. Yeah, that moment takes the cake. Both of us walking in with our matching Jenny Kane sweaters. We're obsessed. Can't take them off. Wearing them every day. The type of staples that save your outfit. That is what I love about their entire collection. It is truly the art of simplicity. They focus on comfort, quality, and timeless designs. You can curate a wardrobe that never goes out of style. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code OKSIS at checkout. That's 15% off your first order, J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code OKSIS. O-K-A-Y-S-I-S. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Ever since having a baby, I've been extremely conscious about what I spend my money on and which products I use. And clothing is no different. I want my wardrobe to be sustainable, good quality, and timeless. You have to be talking about Whimsy and Row, right? Whimsy and Row is an LA-grown, eco-conscious brand born out of the love for cute, comfy, and classic styles. Every piece is made by women for women. Quality goods, local production, natural and organic fabrics. Yes, please give me all the linens. Just like OK Sister, Whimsy and Row is based on the idea that women are multidimensional. There's a balance of flirty feminine and minimal masculine in all of our wardrobes, and Whimsy and Row means exactly that. From special occasions to everyday effortless styles, their clothing is meant to mix and match and wear on repeat. I have been wearing their Kira pant in black linen probably three times a week. Sisters, if you've been listening to this podcast or following me on Instagram, you know that Whimsy and Rose Kira Pant in Black Linen is a sisterhood staple at this point. Founder Rachel Temko created the brand back in 2014 because she wanted to create an approachable and inclusive brand that cared for the people and the planet first. Get the full Whimsy experience IRL at their Venice location or shop online at whimsyandrow.com. Their store in Venice is so cute. I can attest. And if you're in LA, I highly recommend stopping by. They are always putting on these amazing community events. They just launched their spring summer collection and we will be living in it all summer long. Visit their website, whimsyandrow.com. That's W-H-I-M-S-Y-A-N-D-R-O-W.com and use code OKSISTER for 15% off. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. I am. It was so hard to be quiet that whole time. I was squirming. Yeah, you girl, we asked me that. You were like in sixth grade. I am so shook. Wait, there's a lot of takeaways. I wish you had given this to me before because we need to dissect this. One, the fact that I said I'm not nice to people. <laughs> I am a terrible person. I have a temper and I don't like to talk to her. We don't talk about things. I have to learn things from her MySpace. Can you please not scream because I can't edit your fucking voice? Sorry, oh my god. I wow, what a surprise. And then do you want to hear my response to you? This is so interesting because I so it's I was very intuitive as a sixth grader. This is incredible. I think a lot of um these issues, I wish I I still had those notebooks to reflect on because a lot of those issues persist, not the like me being mean to people. I definitely did have like anger management growing up and um, like anger issues. And I, maybe I, I still have a little lingering effect of that, but 
Um, that is so precious. I looked up to you so much and I still do. Um, that's so interesting that I was, I had such trouble expressing it because I think I have, I still have that trouble expressing it as people. I mean, there's obviously there's a running, you know, trope within this, this podcast where I, you know, make fun of you and don't express love for you as openly as you do for me. But I think that's more so banter and satirical than it is real. And that's so interesting that I was that way, even, even when I was a youngster. Yeah. I mean, you, I mean, obviously like as satirical and banter as it is, it obviously comes from an actual place that you like actually had trouble with this situation. Yeah. Oh wait, I said the wrong word, not trope, motif. Sorry. I said the wrong literary term. It's a motif Uh in our, in our podcast. And here is what I wrote to you in response. Maddie, I have read her secret, her confession, the way she has thought about me. I was taken aback, surprised at everything she wrote and how she wrote it. I look at my sister now a whole different way. You see, over the past few months, I developed this sort of jealousy over her. Everything I did, she would do 10 times better. I was angry with her for it. How I felt like no one really gave me credit for a lot of the things I did. How all of a sudden she has cuter clothes, better hair. How suddenly over the past few months she has been changing and now I know why. When she tried talking to me, I would reject her and be mean, but I was only mean because I thought it would put her lower than me, and now I realize that was the worst mistake I ever made. For so long, I've wanted to be like her, happy, adorable, and talented, that I forgot to focus on how she really feels. After reading her entry, I began to cry. I care about my sister so much. I do love her with all my heart, and she is a role model to me as well. I've always wanted to grab her and say these things to her and tell her that I've always wanted to be close to her, wanted to tell her everything. She has opened up a lot to me, and with her not being happy and her crying, it makes me sad. After reading that entry on me, after her coming to me crying, I just want to keep her safe from everything because I love her so much. In her entry about me, she wrote how she wished she had the courage to tell me all this. She had the courage the minute she passed over her notebook to me. I'm hoping that maybe I can give her that courage, and maybe she will give me the courage, because I honestly do do look up to her in every way possible. And I love her with all my heart. She is truly my best friend, my inspiration, my role model, and my sister. It would break my heart if it were any other way. Oh, my God. Wow. This is just so delightful. Can you believe I found this? Wow. And I wonder what triggered it specifically in sixth grade. That's fascinating. And, wow, this is such a an exchange of love and sisterhood. I think a lot of sisters, especially if you're listening to this and you're a sister, um, can relate to this type of relationship and the dynamic between sisters where it's like there's a jealousy component, There's, but there's always this unwavering love and support, but then there is an anger element. And it's so interesting to see how in tune we were with, with all of that. Well, I also think it's interesting, like I wanted to bring it up now in our 100th episode, because I think that the podcast is completely, I think, I feel as if what we were yearning for in these journal entries, what, 10 years ago, no, like 14 years ago, is I feel as if what we've found through OKSIS, if that makes sense. Absolutely. I think we both wanted some sort of deeper connection and um, I mean, as I wrote, I only knew things about you from your MySpace. <laughs> and um, now I know things about you because we have had hour long conversations every single week for the past hour, uh, past year and a half, which I don't think a lot of sisters can say that they've done with one another. Yeah. And honestly, I don't think a lot of people can say that they've done with one another, even people in relationships, you know, like totally. that have been married for years and years and years like I don't sit with my husband and have two hour long conversations just specifically meant to just talk you know I mean it's exactly. such a it's such a beautiful way to one get to know somebody but two to uncover so many things about your relationship and as sisters I feel like we finally reached that pinnacle of what we've been searching obviously for and what we've always wanted so love that oh love you sister I love you Maz um one thing I didn't want to comment on why did you why did you wear one headphone in your ear? I have no idea. I do not remember doing that. I don't remember that. That's so silly. Yeah, I really don't remember doing that. And that we are different people. I read slower. This is still still true. 
<laughs> I read slower. That's our major difference. That's the only difference. I read slower. Oh my god. I love it. Um, wow, what a great surprise. Yeah, I thought that was kind of something fun. I wish we could have done this in person, but I really wanted to do it for our hundredth episode. Yeah, that's a that was a great, great idea. Thanks, Scout. Um, okay. Should we go into current fixations? Yeah, so my current fixation is the Kopari Coconut Lip Gloss, and I am not a fan of lip gloss, never wore lip gloss, none of that stuff, always been a chapstick girl, but I went to a party at Swirl Boutique, actually, and they gave out Kopari lip gloss, and I just started, I started using it, and I'm addicted to it. It is the best chapstick, lip gloss, whatever you want to call it. It's lip gloss, not in the sense of, like, I'm getting ready to go out and I need to put something on my lips. It's much more of an everyday chapstick. It's just more of a gloss texture. Mm. And um, I actually left it in your car a few weeks ago. So I just purchased a new one and then I just lost that new one. So I shall be purchasing again next week because they sell it right next to my office in this little boutique. But um, yes, anything coconut, I'm all here for. It's super hydrating, smells delicious, feels great on your lips. It's I highly recommend. Yeah, I'm a rose uh, chopstick kind of gal. Mm. Any mm. rose scented that just, oh, love it. Because, you know, it's interesting because you're putting it on your lips and it's right underneath your nose. So you're really smelling it all day long. And that rose scented, my rose scented one is just prime. Yeah, I'm, I'm more into coconut. But I'm a big fan of coconut for all situations. Oh, the situations. Yes, we know. We are well aware that you use coconut lube. No, you use coconut oil for lube. Yeah, and just for vaginal health to uh, not get yeast infections. Mm. Very important. Incredible. Very good. My current fixation is Netflix's tremendous entry into the reality dating t- series space hmm. with the show love is blind scout i am a hundred percent sure you have not watched this no because i went to go watch it yesterday and it said love is blind the reunion but i couldn't find the regular love is blind okay so the reunion was was on third was released last week um no, but if you click on it, it's all part of one season. So you start at this episode one. Oh, okay. Got it. It's like all part of the same thing. But so Love is Blind, um, for those who don't know, it is Netflix's kind of spin on a reality dating show. Essentially what they do is they start off the show by only speaking to one another in these pods. And you do not get to see the other person it's all based on an emotional connection and you're speaking to them for hours on end and essentially if you develop a strong enough connection you get engaged without ever seeing the person it's it's preposterous like it's out of control it's out of control and then they you know unite you'll see one another and then from there you have to develop a physical connection and see if um there's a spark in that department so it kind of like it's kind of like um growing a relationship but all backwards and then they move in together this all happens within i think two weeks they move in together and then they have to um figure out uh their families dynamics and figure and uh meeting each other's families and then they have a wedding at the end and you kind of see certain couples drop off at various points of this you know they call it um the experiment and and then at the end they which is i think just so savage of the producers to have them do some of them you go up and you either say i do or i don't like you literally get dressed in the wedding dress you have all your family there you walk down the aisle and then you dump the person like you don't tell them before like it's just it is the most miraculous and absurd show and just seeing you know which couples you know, drop off or or connect in a way. There's obviously some, you know, uh, you know, characters that are a bit uh, out there. Jessica is one of them. G G on, I don't even know how to say her name. Gigi is very silly and just uh, out of control. It's it's a very 
very easy watch and it's fascinating and everyone is talking about it currently in the pop culture sphere. So if you want to be, you know, on the pulse, I would highly recommend it. And they just did a reunion kind of in a similar vein of uh, Bravo, how Bravo does their reunions. And it was kind of boring, but um, they are just getting so much fame. All of these characters on Instagram, they are blowing up. People are so obsessed with this format and the show. And I would like to applaud Netflix. Well, I will try to fit it into my schedule because guess what I am doing today? What? My taxes. Okay, why did you have to just ruin the mood? Oh, sorry. I'm just saying it's what I'm doing. Sounds miserable. Sounds like a miserable existence. I mean, it's not so miserable miserable because I'm getting really into my business and my P&Ls and seeing how much money I made and what my expenses are and where I can cut back and what my write-offs are. And it's kind of fun. I think you are the only person that has ever said doing their taxes is fun. Yeah, well, I'm just trying to understand the financial health of my business and trying to be a more educated business owner. So this is what I have to do. You get it, girl. Girl boss. I mean, I'm trying. You know what I mean? <laughs> Love it. Okay, so should we get into gratitude? Gratitude. So um, as you guys know, we're huge on gratitude. I actually started, I remember when I was like super freaking bipolar and not functioning, couldn't hold a job. <laughs> Super freaking bipolar. Yeah. Well, I was. And, and I, I was like, you know what? what? You still are. Yeah, I know. But when I was in the thick of things where I was not a functioning, healthy human being. And I essentially was like, kind of started to take control of my life and I decided actually one of the first things I started with was gratitude and expressing gratitude every day um and so that's kind of been a practice of mine for the last seven years and Mads and I have kind of adopted it as a sisterly practice Mads and I will text each other regularly saying what are three things that you're grateful for and so we wanted to kind of go through some things that we're grateful for and the psychology behind gratitude to hopefully inspire all of you sisters to start expressing gratitude Yes. So something, I think I got into gratitude. Um, there's obviously plenty of studies and I'm sure you've heard a lot of people, both, you know, trying, um, trying to explain the incredible benefits of expressing gratitude and how it leads to a much happier, you know, mindset. And it's true when you sit down and really think about things, no matter how big or small. And I think in the beginning, I was always trying to find like huge things that I was grateful for, but rather when you dwindle it down and, and, and go at a micro from a micro lens, that is the stuff that make, that brings me more happiness is just making sure I'm appreciative of the small little treasures that we all and blessings that we all experience every day. And every single person has those. And I know sometimes it's so hard to see them, but by forcing yourself to express gratitude and just write them down, they become real and they become something that you are, you know, just, just, it, you can feel it more in your body and you feel more um, appreciative of it. And I think it's an amazing practice. I'm so happy that I implemented it. Um, some ways that we do it is yes, I'll write down my, I'll write down what I'm grateful for in my notebook, but then I also have my planner I work and I'll write down gratitude there in like the notes section so that it's always in front of my face and I don't forget those little moments. Um, and then I also text about four people, a list of three things I'm grateful for and ask them what they're grateful for too. And it's actually a really beautiful exchange that I do every morning with my best friends and with you as well, Scout. Um, Cause then you kind of see, you see what they are what they believe to be blessings in their lives. And it's really nice to hear from them and, and be able to share that, you know, share that, that appreciation. Also, it's actually impossible to be in a state of pain and gratitude at the same time. So if you are in a state of pain, anxiety, depression, discomfort, whatever it is, if you truly express gratitude and, and really feel that gratitude, at least for that moment, your pain will go away. So it's a really, it's a really powerful tool. So we want to go through some things that we're grateful for, Mads. Do you want to do like one, you do one, I do one, you do one, I do one? Sure. 
So I'll start. So this is a more current, current gratitude expression, if you will. Um, I just discovered, um, like, okay, well, I don't want to say, yeah, okay. I just, I just discovered acrylic nails, which I think people think are very trashy, which is fine. Um, but you're the only person that has thought that for the last 10 years. Okay. I think people think it's it's normal thing that people do. Okay. Well, regardless, um, I was, so I bite my nails and, um, I always have short nails. I've never known what it feels like to have long nails. I bite everything around them and it's just been a really terrible habit and I've got acrylic nails and it made my nails long like past my fingers which has never been the case and I am a entirely new woman I cannot believe I haven't been doing this for longer I just get a nude color and it just looks like my real nails they're pretty short but they're you know longer than uh what I'm used to and they just bring this level of like confidence and feminine energy to my days. And I just, I look down at them and I'm just so grateful. Like, I'm just so grateful for them. There's, it's a very, um, you know, superficial one, but that is what I love to look at each day. And I'm really happy that I um, decided to do it. Yeah. So I jumped on that bandwagon, but I just can't type, you know? Yeah, it's hard to type. I think I've gotten used to it. Um, the, when I first got them, I couldn't like do jit or sorry, yeah, gifs on not gifs like the little um, stickers on Instagram stories. Yeah, um, it was really hard to like zoom them out or in, and so uh, but I got used to it, and now I just like can't even imagine going back. Yeah, I hear you. I think I'm gonna go, but I think I'm gonna try it again. Yeah. Um, okay, so I am super grateful for my apartment. It is truly my dream apartment. We have floor-to-ceiling windows, concrete ceilings and walls, um, very modern. And we, my husband and I have decorated it super mid-century modern. And it's been, we've sort of been compiling furniture for the last, how long have we lived together? I don't know, six years maybe? Um, so we've been compiling, or five years? We've been compiling furniture from each place that we've gone. And I feel like we've finally gotten the right collection that works with the space and with our mood. And every day I just wake up so grateful that this is the place that I get to call my home and retreat to and relax in and spend quality time with my dogs and husband. And yeah, it is something that I am grateful for every day. Beautiful. Um, My next one is my skin clearing up. I think this happened obviously you all were along the ride for this journey and it's been a long one, but I think I finally got into a really great spot with my skin and understanding it and listening to it. And I'm just grateful also for my dedication that I never gave up on it because it can be very frustrating when you're doing all of these things for your skin and you're treating it so well and you know, you're doing everything that people are saying to do, but it's still breaking out. You're just like, why can't you love me? Like, I'm just giving you everything you need. There's that meme that says that. Like, don't you see me like drinking tons of water and exfoliating and da da da? You don't, you don't love me back. But um, I finally got to a good spot with it. I'm, and I love the, I'm really grateful for the ritual and the um, prioritization that I've placed on it. I think it's been a really, it's been an enhancement in my life and um, I'm excited to not, um, if I fucking have wrinkles, I am going to sue everyone and everything. Um, So I'm really excited to see what I look like when I'm 50 and fucking like baby's butt face. Yeah. So I will piggyback off that and say that I'm really grateful for the skincare routine that I've cultivated this year. As you guys know, I was not a skincare aficionado. I was using Cetaphil. I was using like Cetaphil moisturizer and Cetaphil face wash. And now I have, I don't know, a seven-step routine. And I've really fallen in love with skincare and the ritual, as Mad says, behind it. And just taking that time every morning and night to take care of myself. And I have noticed the difference when I try new products, you know, what works for my skin, what I need. You know, like I need more oil-based stuff. I need a lot of moisture So um, being able to figure that out has been really fun. And it's just been, I don't know, I can't imagine that I was not into skincare last year, which is so crazy. So that is what I'm also grateful for. Great. Um, Next is the apartment that I live in. I think 
um, I've fallen into this trap of comparison. And I think I, you know, a lot of people can relate to this, uh, either through social media or just from, you know, where, where you live and your friends or what, what have you and what's in your direct line of vision. Um, you tend to fall into this comparison trap. And I think actually gratitude is a way to get you yourself out of that because there are so many things that you have. We always, you know, we take for granted and we just assume that are there that when you really think about it, most people don't have um, not as blessed as we are. So my apartment is so fucking beautiful and I take it for granted like every day and I have to remind myself, I look around and I'm just like this, we're the first people to live in that apartment. It's brand new. Um, you know, it's very modern looking, but then I kind of inserted my flair into it. And I was also very appreciative that my roommate, it's allowed me to take creative control over all of the furnishings. And, um, the fact that we have central AC and a in unit washer dryer, like I was doing my laundry the other day and I was just like, what if I had to like walk to a laundromat or like even walk to another room in the apartment? Like, I'm just so grateful that I, that, that challenge or that, that, um, act like doesn't exist in my life. And like, I take that for granted so hard. And so, um, yeah, that's just my apartment. Obviously the proximity where I live, I live, you know, close to everything that I love in LA. So, it's just, it's beautiful and I need to give it some more love. I love that. Yeah, you have a really beautiful apartment. Um, okay, the next thing, which we should probably try to hurry this up a little bit. I know. Um, <laughs> we'll, maybe we'll just do two more. Okay. <laughs> the success of my business, Scouts Agency. I am so proud of myself and so grateful that I've shown up to give birth to this company and be able to have an office and Naomi work, working with me and amazing interns. And it has been such a freaking blessing in my life. And I know that I'm grateful for it, but I also know that I really worked hard for it and I continue to work hard for it, but I'm just so grateful that things are going well with it and that I'm doing the right thing every day with it. And that I get up every single morning to work at it. It has been one of the biggest blessings in my life and I am beyond grateful for it. Do the next right thing. Yeah, Mads, you know all about that. <laughs> um, okay, my next one, I think this was something due to an incident that happened yesterday. I think I'm just very, very grateful for my family and their acceptance of me. Um, I am a very energetic person and there's a lot of passion behind me. And if some people don't understand that, um, it's it, it's very, you know it doesn't sit well with maybe some people. And I'm just grateful that I surround myself with people that accept me and understand that this is the they they love me for my entirety, not just for certain aspects um, of my existence. So I think I'm just I'm so grateful that I that I have a support system and people that love me for exactly. For all of the chaos and the you know energy that I exude, I think um, I think it's it's amazing that people don't try to suppress me. Um, at least people that I love and uh, respect. So I I'm really grateful that I am that way. You fly as high as you want, girlfriend. I will follow you to the ends of the earth. I might have a headache, but I'll do it. And you might have a hearing aid, but you'll do it. I'll do it. Um, okay, my last one is that I have not had a major depressive episode since July, which is very, very, very huge. So I am basking in that beautiful news. Okay, my last one is my intrinsic motivation to exercise and nourish my body. I think this is something I take for granted a lot because it's on autopilot for me. Um I am so grateful that I've developed this habit and that it just comes second nature to me to, and I have this want and desire to exercise. I know people really struggle with it. And so I'm just so grateful that I've been able uh, to develop that, that type of habit. And it's, um, it's really important in my life. So I'm, I'm happy that I am that way. 
Yay. And obviously, of course, we are so freaking grateful for the OKSIS community, for all of you sisters for listening, for putting up with us. We don't know why you do it, but you do it. And we love you dearly. Yes. Also, um, go, go tell a sister that you're grateful for OKSIS and share the podcast. Oh, good Lord. Good fucking Lord. Let, yeah, seriously, self-promotion. Let's start with um, defining gratitude. So Psychology Today defines gratitude as gratitude is an emotion expressing appreciation for what one has. It is a recognition of value independent of monetary worth. Spontaneously generated from within, it is an affirmation of goodness. Oh, I love that. Affirmation of goodness. And um, some of the major benefits of gratitude and expressing it is it can help boost your happiness and it fosters both physical and psychological health, Um, especially with those struggling with mental health problems as Scout has outlined. um, Something like this can help curb those negative emotions and then it shifts the inner attention away from such negative emotions as resentment and envy. As I was saying, like the comparison economy that we all fall into, it helps um, to minimize the possibility of ruminating over those uh, those mi- those details because you start to just reflect on the things that you do have at your disposal that you do have right in front of you. And you realize that you don't need all of that other stuff and those um, negative inserts into your life. Yeah, so it's an amazing way to stop that negative thought pattern because we all know that we have a lot of negative thoughts. I was listening to this podcast, and this is terrible. It was Ed Milet, but I don't remember who the host was. But he said, you don't have to believe every negative thought that pops into your head. So mm-hmm. when a negative thought pops into your head, instead of believing it, you know, counter it with a gratitude thought and see how that feels. Um, that's, a, that's a really, really, really powerful statement. You don't have to believe every negative thought that comes into your head. I think that's that's been really, really tough for me um, just because, you know, when a thought comes in, it's you. So you think it is real. You think that it is it is, it is a real thought. It is part of who you are and how you – and part of your belief system, but that's not necessarily the case. I really love that. Yeah, Dr. Danielle Amon said it, and I thought it was really strong because – just because it's a thought doesn't make it a fact, right? We need to differentiate the difference between a thought and a fact. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times gratitude can help intersect that that moment when you are going down a negative thought spiral. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so Harvard, Harvard Health Publishing from Harvard Medical School said that in positive psychology research, gratitude is strongly and consistently associated with greater happiness. Gratitude helps people feel more positive emotions, relish good experience, improve their health, deal with adversity and build strong relationships. So it's not necessarily that you have to have these tinted rose colored glasses of positive thinking, positive thinking, positive thinking. Gratitude is really finding the blessings in your life, the true, the positive truth in your life, not next, not necessarily exaggerating things mm-hmm. or being in denial of things, but really finding that positive truth in your life and bringing it to the forefront where we're probably more prone to bringing more of the negative adversary to the forefront. So gratitude is just a way to filter out what's actually going on in your life and giving you a better big picture versus narrowing in on that one negative thing that's nagging you. Yeah. Um, And then some more benefits, uh, people who regularly practice gratitude um, take time to notice and reflect upon the things that they're thankful for. They experience more positive emotions, feel more alive, sleep better, express more compassion and kindness, and even have stronger immune systems. I don't know how that ties in, but I guess maybe you're just more – um, there's like more positivity that is taking up your headspace. So therefore, um, you become stronger when you're, when you're stressed, your immune system's weaker, you know yeah. what I mean? Because okay. you're, you're wreaking havoc on your body. So if you're practicing gratitude and in a better mental clarity state, your physical body's going to be in a better state as well. Hmm. Um, okay. So sisters, one, we want to bring you to actionable items. How to express gratitude in your life. There's so many ways, and that's the beauty of it. In the morning, you can write down at least three things you're grateful for, or you can do it at night, or you can do it in the middle of the day, whatever floats your boat. Um, Have a gratitude buddy like Mads and I do together, where you text your gratitude buddy every day. 
what you're grateful for. That's a really good way to keep yourself accountable. It's like a gym buddy. And then you also relish in their blessings, which really feels good. Um, You can just list in your head what you're grateful for when you feel that anxiety creeping in or discomfort or something feeling off. And another way to express gratitude, it doesn't just have to be about your life. If someone does something nice for you, like open the door, buy your coffee, um, get out of the way, help, you know, whatever it is, help you unload your car, just say thank you, no matter how small, how big, whatever it is, looking a person in the eye and saying thank you really goes a long way. And that is another way to express gratitude amongst ourselves. So yeah, that's a few ways you can practice gratitude. And I hope you guys can sit and reflect on really what you've been grateful for this year, this past year, this month, this week, whatever it is, because I know that sometimes it's hard to find those things, but there are so many beautiful blessings in this world, even if it's down to, I had a great cup of coffee this morning. So Exactly. Um, thank you, Scout, for being my partner in crime on this insane journey that is okay sis it's wilder than i ever 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 imagined and it really could not exist without you so thank you and i'm so grateful fucking 100 episodes holy shit i know i love you mads we the best I will go on the record and say we're never doing a remote recording again because yeah. <laughs> it's um okay and i guess we're done you know <laughs> i guess uh bye <laughs> i guess uh bye i miss you a lot i wish i was with you i won't see you this week i'll have to wait till next week yes and everyone please go follow us at okasis podcast we're churning out premium content on the gram so if you're looking for some new uh a new a new uh feed what do they call yeah. it what do they call it Account no. Insta? no, no, no. What is like the feed? Oh, the flow. The flow? No, it's the feed. Like, okay. She's oh, good. No, people say she has good flow. We have good flow. That sounds like a period. <laughs> no, people people say that. Like it like the flow of the feed because it like all I don't know. So if you're like on Tinder, you can be like, damn girl, you got good flow. No, it's only for Instagram. I know, like maybe they stalked them on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, why are you going from Tinder to Instagram? Okay, this doesn't make any sense. I'm just saying it could be a good pickup line. Like, wow, you got good flow. <laughs> I don't know. Oh my God. <laughs> I've gone off the rails. Oh, God. All right, I got to go get ready for a wedding. So I love you, Scoutala. Um, love you, sisters. Thank you. 100 episodes. We wouldn't have been able to do it without you listening. So thank you for – I'm grateful for all of our listeners' ears and that they are able to listen. Okay. Well, that's getting very specific. <laughs> um, okay. We love you. Love you. Bye. Hey there, I'm Dr. Tracy Dalglish, clinical psychologist and couples therapist. If there's one thing I know from both my personal and clinical experience, it's that we are really good at comparing ourselves to others. We tend to get stuck in the unhelpful narratives that play on repeat in our minds, and we struggle to set boundaries and create healthy love. Each week, I bring you clinical knowledge and evidence-based research, experiences of sitting in the therapist chair, and being a wife, mother, and business owner to talk about everyday issues we all face to help you you change the dialogue in your life. Tune in every Thursday to I'm Not Your Shrink wherever you listen to podcasts. While I'm not your shrink, I am still human and I'm excited for us to be in our vulnerability and humanness together.